Hello, and welcome to a podcast that finally has a name, and it is Your Mileage May Vary. This is a show that takes an overly candid look at a variety of topics, almost all of which are sex-related. I am Keith, my co-host is Mike, and of course, this subject matter naturally leads us to occasionally finding ourselves in hot water, so for those who will almost certainly offend, we pre-apologize. We have no rights to be covering these topics. We just wanted to create a podcast, and this subject matter is something we're both obsessed with, and so here we are. We'd love some feedback on the show. You can find us on Twitter at YMMVPod, and you can email us at YMMVPod at gmail.com. YMMV for your mileage may vary, of course. We have no idea if this content is even mildly compelling, so if you have an opinion, positive or negative, it'd be really useful for us. We're also looking to have guests on the show, in particular, ones who have some sort of interesting sexual issue. So if that's something you might be interested in, give us a shout. Our format so far has been to lift interesting topics from the sex and other related subreddits and to analyze them here. We will be continuing with that scheme today. But before we get started, Mike, how are you feeling about the name of this podcast? It was, it's a, been a long, strange trip, a uh, long and winding road to get a name. And I'll say that the, the thing that made it the hardest is that when you're trying to name a podcast like this, you come up with names and you search them. And of course, they're all taken, but also they always inevitably lead you back to Pornhub. And each time you get there, it's at least 30 to 60 minutes uh, spent. So it just took a really long time to sort of break out of the orbit of that website and and keep researching. But we finally found something that we think works. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah, it's sufficiently vague, uh, but provocative enough to be mildly interesting, I guess. Uh, it is crazy how just every single thing was taken. Like, I thought we had it with night moves. I thought that was going to be it, but... There was like two Canadian guys that it's that had grabbed that name like uh, two months ago. So right. uh, props to them. Yeah, good good job, guys. Uh, I have another question for you. Um, where is the toilet paper at your house in Tahoe? Uh, it's not in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was there was a half roll when I arrived, and uh, I've been here for a few days, so. Uh, yeah. I think so. The the other side of the, I mean, if you really want to know, the other side of the island in the kitchen is like mm-hmm. a set of cabinets, and I think it might be in there. Okay, all right. At well, least there are paper wait. towels in there. I know it's a little scratchy, but yeah. I mean, I actually I have found uh, paper towels, but yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, shall we get started? Yeah. Uh, would you like me to read the first topic, or do you want to do it? No, you can. You can hit it off. Okay, so this is from somebody on Reddit named Cats and Burgers, uh, and she says, uh, wait, no, this is a he. He says, my 26-year-old girlfriend really likes smelling my balls, and this guy is apparently 23. I'm mostly just curious if other girls do this. My girlfriend really likes smelling my balls. She loves it. Sometimes before we have sex or before she starts giving me a blowjob, she'll just stick her nose right on my pulse and sniff them heavily and make that ah sound people make when they do that. She especially likes doing this after I haven't showered yet. She likes them, quote unquote, ripe. <laughs> she, she mentioned that she wishes she could have like an air freshener that was scented like my balls. It doesn't bother me. And I do think it's a little funny. So I'm just curious if it's a common thing or not. Thanks. Smiley face. What do you, do you think this is a common thing? I'm not sure. 
Um, I do not think this is a common thing. I have not. I I have been in several circumstances whereby a woman enjoys the way I smell, but not in that area. Okay. Let me ask you this though. Do you ever, uh, let's say that you, let's, let's, let's reverse the roles here. Mm-hmm. Would you ever, uh, sort of smell a woman in that way and be sort of happy about that? You know, it's a little bit tricky because, uh, the male brain really does a lot of work to sort of purify the female body. Um, so, you know, you'll see things where people are like, oh, you know, I would eat the corn out of her turd. She's so hot. Wait, explain and that more. What was that? You haven't seen that? Like on, you know, there'll be like a picture of someone and in, 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 in the comments, somebody will say like, yeah, she's so hot. Like, you know, I would drink, you know, the, you know, the booty juice out of her, you know, wetsuit booties, or I would, you know, eat the corn out of her, out of her poops. You haven't seen that trope? The booty juice out of her wetsuit. But no, I have seen that, uh. There's like, I think, feel like this is a line that a rapper said that, uh, she's so hot. I would suck her dad's dick. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, this is all sort of, this is all sort of along the same thing whereby like people will do insane things. Now being willing to do something in order to presumably have some sort of sexual encounter is different from actually wanting to do that thing. And, and it appears that this girl enjoys smelling this guy's sort of three day old sweaty balls. Yeah, but but the thing. So you, I think there was an interesting line you were going on there, which is this notion of like purifying. Yes, right. So so carry on with that more. Like what what what's going on there? Is, does this relate to like uh, and maybe you could describe for the audience because um, I think there's a relationship here between the experience that you and and I agree you 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 sort of turned me onto this and I've had the same experience. Like what? So let me ask it this way: when you're walking behind a lady who's say five foot five, long black hair. Mm-hmm. Seems very thin, um, very nice, tight ass. What do you What do you assume? You don't. You have never seen her face. You've never seen her front at all. What do you assume about her? You assume the face is perfect, basically. Okay. And what percentage of the time would you say? So, what do you? Okay. So, tell me, what actions do you take? Like, like as a normal, and maybe women uh, are one woman, female listener uh, is not aware of this uh, phenomenon. What What actions do you take once you you're confronted with this? Uh, this difficult situation that could arise on the way to work, or maybe you're in a real big hurry, but the situation arises, what actions do you take next as a man? I do everything in my power to get around to the front so I can see the face. Right. So like you walk, you'll speed up, uh, you'll try to be clever and cut corners like other things. Yeah. Say okay. something loudly that might draw their attention, whatever it takes. Like, do you actually it, do it, that? No, I don't, but I could imagine a circumstance whereby you you could pretend to be like, hey, and then like pretend you didn't say it. Actually, this wouldn't work. This is why I haven't done it. But you yeah, just like do- you could start throwing small pebbles at her. <laughs> right. And look, whistle and look the other way. Right. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it, it, it's a, it becomes a focus. Okay. And what percentage of the time, I mean, how does it go when, when you finally turn oh, that corner, you make it? Yeah. It's almost always disappointing. Is it Now, let me ask you this question. Is it almost always disappointing or is it always disappointing? Huh. Because it might be always because, because I'm basically projecting a, a, you know, a 10 face perfection. Right. And from the back, if you think about it from the back, and this is something that I think women are, women are very attuned to, uh, uh, I can't stereotype totally here, but many women are very attuned to, uh, um, fashion and, and how to sort of put their best foot forward from the back. A woman can really 
you know, pretty much control what they look like, right? Am I right? Yeah, they can be, they can appear effectively flawless. Yes. And so that means your brain is going to, as you said, you know, just presume that, uh, in this case, it's not the carpets matching the drapes, but the, uh, I'm not sure what to say, the hood matching the trunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the right phraseology there is, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing with sunglasses too. Like if you see like a blonde and sunglasses, it's like basically game over. Like you just assume they're, they're, they're perfect. Right. Um, so you, this, this comes up a lot on like online dating sites whereby, you know, someone will have four pictures and, you know, three of them are in sunglasses and one is silhouetted or something. And it's like, well, mm, I don't know if I should be making decisions based on this. Right. And of course, I mean, the most important thing possible is the exact shape of a person's face. Um, <laughs> the, the, to the superficial man, uh, which is all of us. Um, well, I mean, most of them don't even put anything in their profiles anyway. So, you know, it's hard to be irritated by people being vain. Most men or women? Most women? No, it depends. It, I mean, it, what it really, I see from women it is- It depends on age and, you know, all kinds of- I, I usually see something warding off- uh, warding off um, men who want hookups, right? It's always like uh, some sort of a chastity uh, statement in their in their profile. Not always, but very frequently. Many have something like that. Some people just say, hey, I'm just looking to have fun, which is, of course, a euphemism for a one-night stand. That's saying, saying in your dating profile that you're looking to have fun is basically somebody who just wants to participate in that meme, which is the girl, the pretty girl whose face just gets inundated by a bunch of hot dogs. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, if somebody has that in their profile, I just can't imagine the volume of, of interest they get. Well, you could. I mean, you could actually create a fake female dating profile and see it, but I, I have no doubt in my mind of what would happen. Yeah. I mean, at some point, like, how do you tell the difference between like a thousand people interested and 10,000? It would just be like effectively infinite. Actually, I do wonder if, I bet even if you're like, hey, I'm looking for a very serious relationship and you're above a, a certain attractiveness level, it's it's effectively the same. Like, I'm not sure putting the line, hey, guys, uh, you know, I'm looking for serious romance only. Uh, I'm not sure that would be enough to even curb it a little bit. I see what you're saying, because guys basically uh, and I think this is the right decision uh, from what I understand of things like Tinder. I mean, and Bumble is is basically the right thing for a guy to do is to just uh, pretend like the line that says they don't interested. They're not interested in hookups. Just pretend that line's not there. Right. That's that's the standard move. Right. Yeah, I mean, because what yes. are you supposed to do with that? I mean, uh, obviously, uh, every uh, every relationship starts as a hookup on some level. That's that's correct. There we go. So look, so okay, so you're saying that you have this notion that the the male brain wants to kind of clean up the situation, uh, and I think this applies uh, to the situation where you're behind a, a woman who's um, very well put together, but you're not sure what the the front, which is less controllable, looks like. How mm-hmm. do you think that relates to the to the topic at hand, though? When you when the tables are turned, it's not the sweaty nuts that are uh, at issue, but the 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 female body part. Um, how do you think about that? <laughs> uh, I think initially it's like you know basically it's like a nexus of attractiveness. Like you're very interested in it and you want to get to know it as uh, closely as possible. But would you be like this, uh, guy's girlfriend and tell your girlfriend or, or your hookup or your Tinder date, Hey, uh, I would just love a perfume that smelled like your vag. Yeah. I'm not sure. I wonder if you wouldn't say, say that of course, because she'd be grossed out, but would you think it? Yeah. Like, let's say it's uh who, who's somebody that I think is like hyper attractive. Uh, 
I'm, I'm like drawing a blank here. Let's, let's say it's, let, yeah, yeah let, let, you know, it, let's say it, it's a 10. It's, 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 you know, 25 year old Natalie Portman. And I don't actually uh, agree with that being a 10, but go on. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the, you know, for the, whoever you want it to be for yourself, you, you can have that. I can't, and, I can't forgive her for the Star Wars prequels. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Those weren't good, but she looked good in them. Um, so okay. uh, yeah, I'm not sure if her, making it extra funky on purpose would be, I'm not sure if I would care much. I don't think it would be additive. I don't think it would help the situation. Like this girl seems to think it is like, I think this guy says like specifically she likes doing it before I've showered. Yeah. But I think, Um, okay, you're missing like the major point of what I'm trying to interrogate you on here. Like, go on. Would you ever, would you ever, or have you ever with a woman in this kind of situation ever kind of gone down there and like, done this action that he did she does apparently which is to sort of smell it and be like mm-hmm. yeah definitely oh you do do that okay yeah is that is that a standard go-to keith move no i mean i i actually find that alluring and attractive now i i don't think it's more attractive if it's i think it's less attractive if it's less clean uh but yeah but you actually will head downtown there and and do kind of like uh, the, the kind of thing maybe somebody who's cooking a, a nice batch of chocolate chip cookies in an oven will do. You actually go down or there. Make, making like, a pasta sauce, they get in there, you know, just right. take a big sniff. Will you put your finger in and sort of like taste it too and be like, mm, this is going to be, this is tasty. Do you do that too? That has happened in my life, yes. So yes, you do that. That's one of your moves. This is sort of, yeah, okay, that's cool. I, it's not a move though. I'm not doing it for her. Uh, well, I mean, I can imagine a situation where I would, where I would like simulate being really interested in her. I would, why would I, why would I want to do that though? Like, why would I want to simulate interest if I'm not interested? Uh, well, no, no, I'm not suggesting that it would be a simulation. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you're, the, the point is that like you, like you can actually understand and maybe many men or most men can understand the feeling this woman is. So in other words, the thing that's going on in this question is really the guy is weirded out because he's thinking, well, this is not the way that I expect women to behave. Not like I can't understand at all why a person would find this compelling. No, it's the, the, the difference here is listen, like the musk that comes off of like, you know, female and male genitalia, I think to many people uh, is attractive. Um, what's weird about this particular situation is that this girl is encouraging him to make it extra funky. Um, maybe that isn't weird. Like I, I see where you're going with this, but that extra funkiness, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that doesn't add to the attraction. And it seems to me like it can be a pretty risky proposition. Well, I think, I think that, I think there you have a gender dichotomy because I think that the risk <laughs> May, let's, say, let's get your take on this what do you think like let's say okay let's say you took a man and a woman and you did not let either one shower or clean their body for other than using toilet paper for their butt uh, mm. for say three days do you who do you think presents the bigger uh, olfactory risk the man or the woman after that i'm i'm thinking it's the woman that presents the bigger risk to a man going down there and smelling. In other words, I think that, and, and the reason I think that is there's some sort of like a combination involving uh, urine that I think uh, uh, just doesn't seem, doesn't sit right with me. Well, you th- you think <laughs> because, you know, there's some, just more there's, going on. There's down some there. splash on the labia that 
accumulates, you know, sort of bacteria over over these three days. That- Not bacteria, but just sort of like, uh, you know, chemical residue. I think, it's, I think it's bacteria. I think it, you know, it it starts to sort of sterile and then, you know, uh, various microbes, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, latch on. And then that creates like, you know, some extra uh, funk. Uh, I'm I think not like a urine that. pathophysiologist here, so I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if someone wants to join the show, it's uh, at YMMVPod on, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, it's uh, the perfect time to advertise that. You're like, while we're talking about piss, uh, jump on in, folks. I guess my intuition is the same, but I'm not quite sure why. And, I, and I'm worried. I, I'm not worried. I just suspect that. There might be some bias to like naturally think. And now I think, yeah, there's there's just like a larger orifice there, and there's more going on that I think uh, could be improved by uh, regular cleaning. Than, than I mean, there there is a counter argument there. There is a counter argument which I, yeah. I can see a, a woman making, which is some notion of like the amount of discharge and and fluid going on there sort of somehow cleans it out, and so therefore it actually mm. would. Yeah. That might be true. Like a, like a mouth that has lots of saliva is probably cleaner than one that doesn't. That I can't even tolerate. Right. I, I, <laughs> so gross to me. We we haven't touched on this subject on this. Let's 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 hold off on on yeah. the toothbrush sharing topic. Toothbrush well, sharing. I can't drink it out of out of other people's glasses. Like I can, but I'm not a big fan of it. We'll get there someday. But 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 conceptually, you understand that back back uh, that saliva is you know antibacterial and stuff. And yeah, there's there's some benefit there. Um, I know that people that do a lot of meth wind up with some cavities. What would happen? Let, let's say, <laughs> right, right. Okay, let's say, let's say a man uh, shaves his armpits. So you know, a, a man and a woman both have shaved armpits, and it's like three days of of you know not showering. Would you expect there to be a material difference in like how gross it is under there? No, I think it's exactly the same. Okay, yeah, I do too. So it's really just the. Um, or at least, you know, corresponding to like amount of sweat discharged or whatever. Like the man might have a little bit more sweat just because he sweats more or something. But normalizing for that, I think would be the same. Okay. So then, the real so thing. Then, okay. Go on. Yeah. So then down there, like really the only difference, yeah, there's no difference in like secretion of, of sweat or, or anything like that. Like the only difference is like sort of what's going on in the genitalia itself for controlling the scent. There's another thing. There's another thing here, which is, and I, I have a whole peroration I can do about this uh, this topic if people want to hear it at some point. The, the The big thing here, another big thing here, is that there's not. It's pretty hard to see why people would be attracted to a guy's nuts. Like, there's just there's not a whole lot there to like get a benefit out of, right? I mean, your your penis for the woman can be, you know, exactly uh, serve uh, effectively as a, as a dildo, right? I mean, it, it does something, right? It has it has a, a a function to perform. The woman's genitals obviously have a function to perform uh, to provide the man with pleasure, but the so, nuts, the nuts just don't do anything. It's good that you brought this up because that's <laughs> another one of our topics. I'm actually just going to read it really quick because it's short. Yeah, hit um, it. But uh, this, this guy says, ladies, is it hot to feel a guy's balls smacking against you when he pounds hard? And he says, basically the title, is it hot in any way? Does it gross anyone out or do you pay no attention at all? And uh, just a couple of the comments here talk about uh, like like the second most upvoted one here is I love during doggy style when they smack my clit it can get me off sometimes so <laughs> there's uh, yeah I mean right 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 there is is a is a time when when the balls are are 
So I tried to, and then another one here says way hotter than has any right to be considering what it is on the anatomic on the anatomical level. I agree. Like my intuition is I don't get why they're attractive, but anyway, I wanted to interject that. So go on. Yeah. I, there's an irony with that question. And one of the reasons that it's, well, there's a, there's a thing that I find humorous. I, I think deeply about these topics and I'm sure all, um, both our listeners appreciate that. Uh, one of the ironies with that is that, of course, as everyone knows, uh, the man's balls, his nuts, they sort of tighten up as he's getting close to his climax, which means that if a woman really gets into that feeling, <laughs> there's like this inverse thing that happens that as he gets closer and closer, she's getting further and further because that great feeling she's getting is being taken away from her as his nuts sort of tighten up. In other words, you need a pretty loose set of nuts to like accomplish this uh, this uh, this sensation that they're claiming right. they feel. Or a caring man that is willing to, uh, you know, forego his own pleasure long enough. Do you think, wait, 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 wait. Are you suggesting you think that you have, that there's some mechanism a guy could use to keep his nuts sort of loose while he's fucking? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. He can think about other things. <laughs> he can, Do you, I'm I not sure. I don't think that's how that works. Like, actually, now that this this could call for some further research, but like, I don't, I don't know if that's how that works. Like, can you... I'm not sure that there's any conscious way that you can control the looseness or tightness of your nuts. I just think that like, as you get closer, they get tighter. Have you noticed when you look at your nuts, like if I like look at them, I can actually see them like sort of shrivel up or, or come down like in real time, like just from looking at them. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. I'm sure you've noticed this. Sure, sure. But I don't think it's because you're looking at them. I think it's happening all the time. Yeah. They almost like breathe. I think it is like some sort of adjustment to temperature, but I don't. I don't know the details. Oh, yeah. And if I'm looking at them, there's probably been a recent change in temperature. I'm also not a nutologist or a what, would, what even would that be? Is I guess it's a urologist. It's a type of urologist. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, so look, so, okay. So aside, you, yes, good job. You've found the uh, corner case where a the nuts could be. And of course, if you're trying to get pregnant, the nuts are relevant to that too. But what I'm saying is like, this is almost a non-sexual organ attached to the man. Uh, and so therefore, when you're talking about smelling it, I mean, it's just not like it, 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 there is an equivalence there between okay. smelling that and smelling well, my armpit. Hold on. Do, does the balls or penis area emit some different kind of musk than say the armpit? I think yes. I think it would be sort of similar, right? Although- I, Yeah, you, but I bet it's, I bet it's different. Sort of like how, well, you know, pubic hair around the penis and pubic hair in the armpit is similar, but different. Is it? I, is there a difference? I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I th well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that if I like clipped off some hairs from each region and like yeah, asked you to do like a you test, could you couldn't tell me which was which. I bet I could if I, if I could train first. How about this? If we have a listener, they could tweet us a picture of a pubic hair and an armpit hair, and you can try to tell them which is which, all right? That's a, that's a good idea. That's a, at YMMVpod on Twitter. <laughs> because he wants to make sure to get those pictures. Right, right, right. And, you know, if you're uncomfortable sharing it publicly, you can, you can DM us. Um, really? Great. I'm not sure. No, but do you understand why I'm asking the question? Like, I think there is some sort of musky scent that comes from down there. What is causing that? Is it just from, like, various discharge? I think it's I think it's the same thing as your armpit. I think it's like bacteria. In other words, and I think you could kill it through using like um, isopropyl alcohol or something. But this girl presumably would not be as turned on sniffing this guy's armpit. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but well, there's no, you don't know. Do you think the scent is the same? Oh God. I mean, it's okay. okay first starters, let's start with women. Like you, you agree that the scent is different for, for a woman's armpit and a woman's, you know, taint, right? They don't really have a taint. That's yeah, not it's a very small. What, what is I that? Actually saw, I actually saw a really good, I, I saw a really good uh, thing on Reddit uh, a couple weeks ago because you don't think about this very much as a man, women might, women might, I don't know. But because like when you see a woman's body, one of the things you, you notice uh, first off is like the, the fact that there's no penis there, right? Yeah. You claim this. I, I, I generally get it, I guess. You don't notice, you don't immediately notice that there's like a, like, cause you, you, most of your life, when you look at another person, you're looking at yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, when I look at a woman, I surely understand that there's not a penis there, but I don't consciously think like, oh, there's no penis there. So okay, notice but, isn't really the right word. Okay. But the point is like the, the point I'm trying to make is that like, if, if let's say she's naked, you would note something about the pelvic region of her body, right? No, you look elsewhere. Uh, I mean, you also look elsewhere, but I'm saying like you don't look. Yeah, there. yeah, I do look there, and it's good that there's not a penis there. Okay, but you don't. Okay, that's interesting. I think many, maybe most men, find the lack of a penis is like its own source and center of attraction. Well, but, I, yeah. I, I want to say a couple more things here. So first, there's like the sort of famous experiment where like uh, they they do like eyeball tracking for women looking at baseball players and men looking at baseball players and like men focus on the crotch like a lot more than women do for that's right it's important right no it's not for whatever reason it's because we want to see if there's a dick there right well i i mean you you know there is but okay whatever so i'm i'm conceding Uh, our brains aren't sure our brains are very complex things we have to be we have to know each time we see a human we have to say can i fuck that but it's a baseball player. Like, okay, well, whatever. All right. So no, I, because, I that's, see- because that's like a higher level function to know it's a baseball player, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is like, yeah, there's something about like, for example, yoga pants that is like super alluring. And it's not just that the ass looks better. Like there's something in the front too. And I suspect this is related to your hypothesis that like, yeah, like it, it <laughs> confirms a lack of penis. Uh, or the existence of a vagina. But uh, yeah, it, I'm not so much sure it's the lack of a penis. It's more that like, yeah, there's a vagina there. Um, and that, and like that shape is is alluring. That's right. There's a shape. But but the thing, see, this is the thing that I wanted to point out, which is that uh, I never thought of the reverse of this, but a woman posted something where she said, you know, the first time I saw a man's taint, I found that sort of interesting <laughs> because it had never occurred to me like, isn't there supposed to be a vagina there? Right. And it's like the exact opposite uh, sort of experience. Whoa. And that had never, I never thought of that. Huh. <coughs> okay. Did she describe? Uh, okay. Well, it's well, just that that's the point is that women don't really have a taint. And so, like, the place where the man's taint is, is where, like, the vagina goes. Yeah. I mean, the, a man's taint is one of the grossest parts on a man. Why do you say that? I mean, it's very close to the asshole. Um, well, it's. And. and as you move away from the asshole, you get to like being underneath the scrotum, which isn't really a great, you know, place either. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm fairly confident in saying, you know, it's like in the bottom 10 places on a man's body. <laughs> bottom 10 places. Let's list off the other nine. It's going to be a BuzzFeed, uh, you know, clickbait article. The bottom 10 places <laughs> on a man's body, I guess in his anus. Yeah. Like if you're between, not gay, if you're gay, maybe that's a positive. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, I mean the the taint. Uh, 
that's that's true. Although you see, you could flip that around. There's that sort of guy that I enjoy on Reddit that I'm not sure anybody else gets, but me, who uh, complains about the fact that the vagina and the anus on a woman are too close together. And you could argue that the taint solves that for men. So it's some sort of like a, uh, uh, a the, while you're considering it gross and kind of a no man's land. On the other hand, it gives you this nice like few inches of uh, of, of protection from his butthole. Yeah, I mean, men don't really need the protection because like the penis. Hole. What is that called again? Uh, you're talking about the meatus. Yeah, the meatus. The meatus is sufficiently far away from the asshole that there's no like cross contamination there. Um, uh, yeah, but let's imagine if your butthole was if there was no taint. So let's imagine if your butthole was just right below your balls, how that would work out. Or yeah, instead of your balls, or no, say right below your balls, because that's that is on some level the situation that women are placed in by what biology. What would be wrong with that situation? You would have to lift your balls to poop. Well, you were just saying, oh, oh so you wouldn't. I mean, I think that I think that I think you um, get some benefit out of that uh, five or six inches or whatever it is of uh, of distance that's hmm. placed uh, there away from your anus. I guess what I'm saying is I think women would get more benefit than a man would because already you naturally have this scrotum wall, which like protects contamination. So you're agreeing with the crazy guy on Reddit that thinks that women's vaginas should be like where their their belly button is. Listen, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the current lay of the land down there, but it's not, that's good, uh, right. it's not perfect from a, uh, you know, health standpoint. Oh, okay. So you know, so you do agree with him. You <laughs> <laughs> this guy, like if people look him up on Reddit, I, you'd have to search a little bit, but like he has, he's one of the most downvoted people I've ever seen. And he really believes in this to the point where he's posted it repeatedly. And then he got his account banned, I think. <laughs> and he would just repeatedly complain. He'd be like, look, women are a, it's just a biological error that's been, that's here. And women would be like, what are you talking about? Like, this is just normal. And I guess Keith, you're saying that you're on his side. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, is this like siding with a neo-Nazi? Like when, once a you've done bit. that, you're you're like anti-feminist for the rest of your life? Like, a little I, yeah. bit. Yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, you're, you're, you're really so – you're, so you actually wish that women had a taint. And if a woman had a taint, would you consider it gross? I don't know. I mean, this is a really difficult hypothetical. I think it would be – I mean, for starters, it would be if, – if that had been my upbringing and I had only seen that and that was always normal, I, I think that would be better. But I don't think – like I'm not looking for my next partner to have a taint because that would be weird. Like, it do would, do you know. transgender women, in other words, people who are oh boy, see where you're going. Yeah, if a man, if a person transitions from being a man to a woman, does that person have a taint? Like, how far down do they do they cut the hole? Do you mean? Oh gosh, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, obviously, we could do some research and find some pictures online. Um, well, we're gonna have to report back on our next episode. This is actually sort of interesting. I'm not yeah. sure. How about you do that you research? You may have just created the situation, Mike, whereby, yeah, there's a person with female genitalia who has a taint. Yeah, because I don't – I've actually wondered this before and I, it's one of these things that I'd, li- I'd like to ask medically, but it, there's no real way to ask, which is, is the presence of the taint caused by the fact that the penis and the nuts are – like what causes it? In other words, is it, is it caused because the man's butthole is further back? <laughs> I'm really, really asking the hard questions. Or, is, or, is, or versus the woman's butthole being further down. Well, because because it, follow me along with this. Uh-huh. The, the in terms, I do know from my extensive research online <laughs> on WebMD <laughs> and Wikipedia, uh, the, right. penis, the penis is the same as the clit, and your nuts are the same as the labia. I know that, right? But so you the, mean like the, the stem cells were yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same. So in other words, the if you if you and you'll know you know you know this is true. This is like a uh, Darth Vader saying, "Search your feelings, <laughs> search your feelings." You know that the skin of the labia is the same skin as your as your scrotum. It is sure. like it's the same. It feels the same. It's definitely the same. <laughs> Okay. And which is an interesting fact because it gives you an idea of the sensitivity of women's labia, which is not high because it's like, okay, so you got that. Right. Okay. But, but so you you can understand that. But then if you think about it, you're like, okay, so if I was a woman, my vagina would be around where my nuts are, but there'd still be a taint. And so where is, how did the taint get there? Yeah. And then I think to myself, what seems, it seems like women's bodies, their pelvises are sort of different in some way, which maybe means their butthole is further forward, which also is another thing. It leads to another thing that I discovered that no one else thinks is impressive but me. Go on. But it is this fact that – and it's like the the old Reddit meme of the fact that there's a set of people who can poop – who wipe their butt sitting down and a set of people who wipe standing up. Yes. And, and you wipe sitting down, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. I wipe <laughs> sitting down. No, no, but 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 the thing people don't know is so if you wipe sitting down, you're thinking, oh, of course. But there's a bunch of people out there that wipe standing up, and, and they think, know, oh, of course, right, right, right. And then they find out that the other thing exists, and they're like, I don't believe it. And then you wind up with a bunch of people like drilling glory holes in the sides of stalls to take a look at each other, and so on and so forth. And then they discover that it's true. Well, anyway, um, so I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Where <laughs> <laughs> you've been, you've been obsessed with this taint. Right. So where's the taint? And then there's the question I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, uh, well. Okay. I had, listen, such, a great, I I had like such a great thing I was going to come up with. That. that didn't sound like it was going anywhere great. No, so it was no. going somewhere great. It was going somewhere okay, well, fantastic. Listen, listen, if you come up with it while I move on to our next topic, uh, we can, we can jog I will come back. Up with it. I will come up with it. You guys stay, keep listening because I'm going to come okay. up with it. All right. So the Tulip Wars wants to know, what sounds are normal to make during sex? I know that there shouldn't be any quote unquote normal, but I've read many times online that men hate fake moaning like a porn star. I tend to get loud in bed, to be honest. And so I felt like that could possibly mean someone like myself. My moans are genuine, but sometimes I moan because there's just so much going on in general. If we just got rough and it's over, I've moaned out of satisfaction, but it's genuine. I figure if men don't like that type of thing, then what is considered normal? So uh, setting aside the terrible sentence construction of this post, um, yeah. What, what is the right amount of noise to make in bed? Like what is, what is appropriate? What is inappropriate? I, I think that's sort of what she's getting at here. For a woman or for a man? She, the, she, it's written by a, by a lady. And I think she's like concerned that her boyfriend is going to think her moans are fake. I think that's her concern. Um, I don't. Yeah. Because they probably will be. I mean, if she's thinking about that, you know, if she's modulating, if, 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 if she's so concerned about what her boyfriend thinks about her moans, it's probable that she fake moans. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, there's a flip side, which says that she has like sort of a normal cadence and, but she knows, or she's like, she went on a porn hub and she noticed that like, it sounds like the obviously fake stuff on there. And she's like, now what? Yeah. So I could see it being, I could see that going either ways. I mean, I mean, what, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think is like the, what do you think is the optimal amount of noise for a woman to make? Is it the maximum? I think uh, if a girl is being noisy and it seems involuntary, that's really – that's good. That's hot. Oh, I mean there are situations where, whereby that would be annoying. Like you know, if you're at your parents' house or if you're in, in a place whereby discretion is important. Like in that circumstance, like it would be sort of non-ideal. But generally, like getting good oral feedback from your girlfriend is – 
is attractive. Okay. And do you disagree? And, well, I think that no, I don't disagree. Um, I think that you. I think the most important word in what you said was the word invol- involuntary. Right. right. Well, yeah. I mean, if she's faking it, that's bad. Well, why is that bad? Uh, because if she's faking it, and I can detect she's faking it, then that is. Uh, I mean, this has obviously never happened in my life. Probably has happened to you several times, but um, yeah, that would be that would hurt my ego. Sure. But I mean, mean, wait, why would it hurt your ego? Wouldn't you think to yourself, well, this is fantastic. Like, look what she's willing to do for me. No, I would not think that. Why not? Because, I mean, she's already in bed with me. Like, I don't need like a further sacrifice on her part to understand that. Wait, so let me get this right. So you would, okay. So let's say you were- This is a hypothetical situation again, remember. Yeah. So so let, let me just warm up the audience on this a little bit. We have a friend- who will maybe join us on the podcast at some point to give us some t- uh, some 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 of his experiences but he dated a girl who just didn't respond at all like just is silent just no reactions okay now would you rather that or would you rather her like go ahead and put in a good effort i'm not sure i'm not sure i think they would be similar uh, the, the situation whereby she's just sort of laying there like a bored sack of potatoes uh, versus the situation. Or maybe that's just her deal. Maybe she likes it, but it's just there's just no sound. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's not very confident in herself or maybe she's just not that no- that noisy. Right. Um, sure. Then that would be fine. That would, that would definitely be preferable to um, faking it. So you would rather have no sound at all? Than fake sound, yes. Okay. Um, and I would rather have real sound versus no sound. And wait, and I, I'm guessing that you would have the same opinion about the the old fake orgasm. You would rather just have a woman that just couldn't have one than a woman who's going to fake it for you. Right. Caveat, okay. if she can fake it and I don't know it, then that's probably better. But Is that true? You don't care then? So the important thing is your knowledge of it, not like... Well, I mean, and- technically it's impossible to know the difference. Well, unless we start talking about the uh, old like, device up the ass that like measures the contractions that we talked about. Yeah, recently. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Or, yeah, if you have some sort of like post hoc analysis that whereby like in the future she tells you, then yeah, that would be that would be worse. I would rather her not have them at all than fake it. Okay, are you okay? But but probably what's really going on here is in either case you would break up with the girl, right? Correct. That's interesting. So you would just so for you, it's intolerable to date a girl who does not have orgasms. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be sufficiently harmful to my ego, and I would just feel like the the entire experience is not shared in the way that I would like it to be. Um, That's though. So hang on a second. Why your ego? Like, go more into that. Like, what's what's wrong? What, like, what's not what's wrong with you? I was, well, what tough. you're going to say is that what you're going to say is that a woman who can't orgasm isn't my fault, right? Oh no, you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I'm going to see some nutty stuff, but, uh, no, no, uh, not that it's not your fault, but that, um, <laughs> no, no, it's not that it's that like, it's what's, uh, I, I, it's, it's the thing with the ego. It's like, uh, why do you care so much? Because my partner's satisfaction is almost more important to me than mine. It actually probably is more important okay, to but me than mine. Let me ask you this. This is a great question. Do you believe it? This is a topic. I mean, I, on the sex subreddit, I don't even I just skip past these because this is like one of the most frequent flyer topics on there. 
girls and guys, women and men will say things like, the woman will say, I try to convince my boyfriend that sometimes I just don't orgasm and it's fine. And the guy will say like the the opposite, right? He'll say, uh, sometimes my girlfriend doesn't orgasm and she says it's fine. Is it really? And what you find there is like all these women trying to convince the men that like women can still enjoy the act without having an orgasm. Like, do you not believe that? No, I believe they can. In fact, I believe there is like some large uh, plurality, not plurality. There's a large number of women who can't orgasm. Uh, and they're, you know, otherwise normal functional people. Um, but they're, no, but they're people you wouldn't date. You would just be like, fuck this person because. I, would, I, I mean, I'm, I got to be honest here. I have never dated someone. Uh, oh, you're, 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 you're the raccoon going up the tree here. Keith, I mean, definitely I mean first off, first off, like, yeah, like should this podcast have any success? Like this is definitely going to come back and bite me, but I don't think, I think I've had, I think I've had one, maybe two. Two what exactly? What do you mean but by partners who could not orgasm? But Okay. I'm I'm here to tell you that you've had more than that, but they will take it because because when you say it's your ego, yeah. right? That, then you, they're going to detect that and they're going to be like, "Shit, I got to put on a performance for this guy." Right, 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 right. Well, I know you I'm don't only, believe me. I'm you're, only you're, counting you're just, like I'm only counting partners that you know were long enough whereby distinguishing the difference between fake and real is actually possible. Still a long list. Yeah, I have had a number of lengthy relationships. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So saying one or two out of that is still, yeah, the, the denominator is large. Right. Uh, so we're down to like sub, sub 1%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so the, <laughs> I've, I've, I've had 105, uh, five year long relationships. Yes, Keith's a 230 year old man. <laughs> He's a vampire. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so, but, but the, the thing about it, like, think how rough that is for the girl. If you have it, like your ego, and this is the thing is, this is how the thread always goes about this in, in the sex subreddit is the women are like, but my, my boyfriend like d- insists that I do every time. And then of course that's what winds up with, uh, with her faking because right. what she's supposed to do. Yeah. Listen, like me imposing my ego onto like a sexual encounter is not great. Well, so how do you avoid it. that? I don't avoid it. I'm mean, man. I, I mean, look, I don't like, you know, on, on a first sexual encounter, I'm like, you know, you know, listen, uh, Susie, uh, it is. Oh my extremely, God. Our listener? <laughs> it's extra, our one female listener. It yeah. is hyper important to me that you, uh, orgasm here. So could you just give me like a playbook for, uh, you know, how to get you there? And if, you know, you feel like it's not going to happen, let's just uh, say good night. No, it's, it's not, it's not. Well, not what insane, do you saying? What do like, you do if you've been down there for like fifteen minutes and it's just clearly not happening? What's your next move? That's the null set of times. What? Wait, come again? <laughs> That's never happened to me. Uh, <laughs> so how do they know to fake? I'm like halfway in between. I mean, they haven't needed to, so it hasn't been an issue, Mike. This is. Okay. All right. So you, do you Listen, actually believe what you're saying or are you no, just no, 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 no. Listen, I have obviously been in numerous sexual encounters whereby the woman is not orgasmed. Uh, oh, you're making that up. All right. It happens. It happens. Yeah. 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 So how do you, what's your, what's your go-to move then you sort of like try for a while and then what do you do? It's normally you don't have to sort of end it. Like normally the other person will be like, you know, Hey, let's do something else. Right. You get the tap on the shoulder. Hypothetically. 
Ja. This part of the show needs like a disclaimer whereby. Yeah, I don't think I'm coming off very well here. Uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. There, there. Yeah, you know, I've had the normal amount of of successful and and unsuccessful attempts. Mostly successful, but you know that not everything's always perfect. Right, but he he always wants to get be- better, ladies. So if if somebody's right, out there wants right, to, right, right, right. yeah, at YMMV Pod uh, on Twitter, right. Um. um. Okay, so what was the topic again? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, what sounds are normal to make during sex? Oh, right, right, okay, right, right. Listen, do you find it obnoxious when people are are super loud? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and and I don't like. I thought you might. I don't really like. Um, as you know, I don't like uh, the sounds in particular. I'm very sensitive to the really crazy sounds that are made in very professional seeming porn. I'm not a big fan of that. Right. So well, like that's more so obviously porn. fake. That. There's, that's that's a big part of the problem there. What so? But one an, another sort of demand that always comes up on Reddit is women will say. And by the way, my perspective on this is that the women on the sex Reddit are pretty sexed up. In other words, like it's the top one percent of libido women on the internet. Mm-hmm. Women can argue with me on that if they want. That's just my perspective. Um, so. Uh, women on the sex subreddit often say like they want the guy to make as much noise as possible. What's your feeling on that? Like, what do you amp it up for the woman? Hmm. No, I do not. Uh, I suspect that uh, for the same reason that women uh, mostly or sometimes enjoy giving men blowjobs, uh, getting good, loud oral feedback in the in the form of grunting or moaning or dirty talk is very attractive for women. That would be my my sort of baseline okay, so hypothesis. You, so knowing this, you don't amp it up for them. So that's to say well, that you're already pretty amped up. Part of it is, uh, you know, what the, what you're comfortable with as well. Like, you know, you can only do so much to, to act in a situation. Um, so some, in other words, some women and some men like are very loud naturally, like that's just sort of like what their body does and what, and what they feel like doing. And then other people sort of have to get into character to do that. You mean sort of fake it for the woman? I'm not sure if that's exactly the right way of thinking of it, um, but okay. Do, do you think that the woman's in a similar position and that she might say, oh, I can tell he's faking it and I'm not into this? Or do you think women are more susceptible to being, to being fooled? Hmm. That's a provocative question. I, I'm guessing it's actually about equal on both sides. I bet both sides can tell when it's not genuine. Also, Listen, unless it's like a like first two or three or four times having sex with someone, like you pretty quickly figure out what their proclivities are. And so like if something like brand new is occurring, it's like, who have you been sleeping with? Uh, or like, why are you doing this like weird thing? Like it's it's hard after you've gotten to know someone to like bring something new without it being suspicious. If but see, you're a you're a crowd pleaser. And so I think that if a woman said to you that she wanted a lot of noise out of you, I think you would amp it up. I might. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know this guy that claims that he makes zero. This is he's very actually very proud of this fact that he makes zero involuntary sounds when he's uh, having sex. What do you think about well, that? What what voluntary sounds is he making? Uh, he likes to say things like, uh, you know, "Hey, baby, <laughs> uh, you like that." Things like that, like dirt, a little, like a very light, dirty talk, but he doesn't okay, but make any uh, involuntary sounds. So limited moaning, for example. 
No, that's mo- moaning is involuntary. I'm talking about he only, in other words, he only says English words. And, is he uh, intentionally suppressing or he just- No, the claim is there's just no, there's nothing in there. And I think that's pretty common, much as I think from my extensive reading of the sex subreddit, uh, the man who just purely jackhammers the woman is also pretty common, uh, which is surprising given the fact that like in porn, I, people complain about porn, but I actually think porn shows a, like a much wider variety of activities than that. And so I wouldn't know where guys would get that from. Well, it's just the thing that gets them to the nut as quickly as possible. Yeah, but you have a more you have a better see this is this is why people need to in my view uh, really come over to the view and like okay there's this notion of getting your nut intensity your orgasm intensity higher now I, that's without there's there's another I, again I don't think that's a thing. Okay, fine. Uh I do. And but but I want to say this that there's another level of that that I find actually kind of gross and semi-revolting which is there are guys that get to the level where they do this thing called edging. Are you familiar with this? Yes, I am. Yeah. It's like the the guys who post. So there's a subreddit that's for um, amateur porn. It's Gone Wild Tube. It's a great one. Uh, but uh, so women will post on there and they'll get somewhere between say 40 and 300, maybe even 500 upvotes, which is great for them. And men post and they always get identically zero. Right. <laughs> men get exactly zero upvotes, which is fantastic. But these guys will post these videos of themselves. Uh, which presumably you don't watch, but I do because I'm, I do that kind of thing. You're kind of sore. I, I, yeah, I can't help myself. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like, I've been edging for a long time. And of course I'm like, all right, well, so you've been edging. And for people that don't know what that means is they get themselves really close to orgasming and then they back off. These people have a lot of time on their hands <laughs> and they do it again and again and again. And then I guess that boosts their orgasm intensity and, and, and then they, get, claim and they get out their GoPro and, and record. I think they're, I have no idea. They probably record the whole thing. They probably have like those Snapchat glasses and like Google glass and like all kinds of technology around them, like 3d modeling their penis. Like they've got, they've got problems. I mean, cause look, they're posting a thing online that literally zero people want to see and they're still doing it. Um, but, uh, these guys will claim that that sort of, that sort of amps up the intensity and then they'll say things like, oh yeah, my wife or girlfriend is also into this edging thing, which I don't believe is true. I think that the women would not be into that. So the reason I bring those guys up is because I think that's a bridge too far, but I do think that you can amp up your intensity through various behaviors, you know, and and for various behaviors short of some sort of like sort of bizarre uh, thing that takes a really long time, like edging. Now, that being said, you said you don't think orgasm intensity exists. That's not true. And the way I know that's not true that you think that is because you claim to have stronger orgasms when you masturbate than with a girl who you've been seeing for say two months. Once you've seen a girl for say two months, your OI decreases to below the OI of a masturbation session with your paper towels and such, right? <laughs> that's not quite right. The, the actual intensity of the orgasm is basically the same. So it's the it's the fact that you, it's the the complexity of the interaction makes it sort of not worth it. Yes. Okay. Um, it, it's, I can't I can't even relate to that. You find that the we intensity have have, we've, we've already been recording for fifty minutes. We don't have time to dive into this right now. We can right. on, on our next episode, but like this is like a, a half an hour topic at least. Fine, fine. What do you want to do next? Uh, let's do one more here. Um. That one's kind of. I'm still trying to come up, by the way, with what was the thing that I was trying to get to with the people wiping their butts. 
I, yeah, I, don't I can't, know. I can't come up with it. And it's like, it's now eating at me. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this podcast. Right. And like, but, and I'll, what's nice for our listeners is like, you'll go back and you'll figure it out and then we'll start the next episode with it. And so they won't be, they won't have to go through this pain that you're currently going through. That's right. For them, it'll be like this instantaneous discovery. But for me, like it's, it's going to be like hours of trying to soul search and realize what was, what was I getting at? There was something really great there. Really great. Well, you know, to be continued, I guess. Okay. So, uh, Reddit master 21 asks, is it possible to sleep through a blowjob intercourse and <laughs> orgasm without waking up at all? Oh my God. I, I mean, three? I'm just gonna plainly say no here. No, any of the three. He says blowjob slash intercourse, uh, and then comma and orgasm. So it's not just like someone like kissing your dick or somehow getting you to penetrate them while you were asleep. Um, it, you're you're actually like coming to to an orgasm without waking up. Is that possible? You have to actually orgasm. It can't be just like the. I, I, you know, there's this, there's yeah, look, another, it, it's short. He doesn't go through like all of the rules, but you know, yeah, let's assume that you have to orgasm here in order and stay asleep in order to like sort of check this box. Okay. I mean, there's, there's this thing that, uh, there's sort of like a semi rapey thing that people want to have happen, which is the notion they want to be awakened with a blowjob. So there's that people bring that up. Of course, when yeah, I wake up, don't you wake yeah. up basically immediately? I wake up needing to pee. So like, yeah. I don't think I would like that very much. I mean, we're older, but like, uh, I've always awakened needing to pee because it just makes sense, right? You drink water before you go to bed. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, so this whole thing would be kind of uncomfortable. You're like, look, I'd like you to continue, but I have to go pee. Well, maybe it's after an afternoon nap or something. I don't think it usually is, but okay, fine. So, okay. So what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking this is the equivalent of, the person who the canonical person who's really drunk and they fall asleep on the toilet or Elvis who died on the toilet. Sure. So I'm thinking it's like that, right? I mean, so a guy who's really drunk, of course, if you're drunk, he might yeah, have, he's, I mean, how are you getting an erection while you're asleep? Well, no, no, that, that I can answer because you know that during REM sleep, men get erections, right? Yeah, but like. And you can, you can, apparently you can, the, the thing they say is if you, if you, if you put some tape around your cock, it'll be like exploded when you wake up. Like the tape will pop off. You could prove to yourself you're getting erections in REM sleep. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, people, I, I, people I don't deny that, do that, but. Okay, fine. All right. So, so there's a, there's a reason, there's a method to the madness there. The reason I know that is it's a way for people to determine whether if they have ED, which is the nice term, the present day term for like limp dick, yes. uh, uh, what Impidence. do you call it? Impotence. Sorry. Limp dick. Yeah. Not, not drip dick. Drip dick is something else. Yeah, STD. <laughs> right. But, uh, it's the way to determine whether it's a physical issue or it's a something else issue, like say mental. Oh, I see. Uh, you can actually check whether you physically can have an erection easily by like sort of putting something around your dick that can break when you get uh -huh. it. Anyway, go on. What were uh -huh. you going to say? I, I cut you off. The thing that's happening here is not like the girl is like, you know, watching his dick all night waiting for it to get hard. And then like right when he's in his like deepest REM sleep decides to start blowing him. That's not what's happening here. Like what's happening here purportedly, and I, and, uh, I think this is impossible, is that Somebody is like somehow arousing somebody while they're asleep and then blowing them or having penetrative sex. And I just, I reject that as something that's possible. Yeah. I think what's really going on here is the guy uh, has, is saying that this is a thing that can yes. happen and that he yes. wants to happen so yes. that he can get more sex. Right. He's like, look, baby, like 
uh, I think I can have sex while I'm asleep. Let's try it. Right. And then he just keeps his eyes closed. He's like, man, I'm so tired. <laughs> he's doing it. And then he's pretty happy with that, right? I, that is almost certainly what, what's going on here. If, if this were possible, and this gives you an idea of the difficulty of being a woman, uh, well, there's a lot of things, but I mean, of course, this would be perfectly possible for a woman, right? And you do see this on Reddit too, women who claim to want to have a guy have sex with them while they're asleep. Yeah. And there's all kinds of obvious legal and non-consensual aspects there, but, but setting that aside, yeah, that, that does appear to be a fantasy. Right. A common so, fantasy. And so then, but I mean, like alongside that, you have the idea that like the, um, you know, then there's the whole, like, if you, if you get pregnant thing and if a guy, you know, if that could happen from the guy's perspective, then you have this same issue, right? The like, who have I impregnated tonight? I can't even be sure because I was asleep. Yeah. Except that this is impossible. So that's not. It's impossible. And the other great thing about being a guy is that that would never happen because women don't want actually for that to happen. Right. Yeah. It's not like if you fall asleep at a frat party, there's promiscuous women like looking around for like a penis to jump on. Like that's just not. <laughs> right. I mean, the both the good and the bad things about being a man are that you're unattractive. Right. It's a yeah, it's both good and bad. It's a, a blessing and a curse, as they say. Yeah. Uh, well, that seems like a good place to wrap it up. You have uh, any uh, parting thoughts, Mike? I just really want to figure out what this thing was with the pooping and the standing up. We'll get it. We'll get it. We're, we're going to okay. get it for you. Um, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. So uh, so that's a wrap on our show today. Uh, as a reminder, and I was able to remind several times throughout the show, so I'm pretty pleased with that. You can contact us on Twitter at YMMVPod and by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. You can send us feedback, advice, uh, cookie recipes, whatever. They can send, uh, they can send nudes too, but oh, only, yeah. only, I don't, okay. If you send mail, you can't nudes, put qualifiers on this, Mike, like either, either you accept nudes or you don't. And, no, and, and if you accept them, then yeah, obviously there's going to be some huge bad ratio of, of bad to good, but no, it's fine. I, yeah, I, I have, I, have to if it's men, I want you to know that you'll get zero upvotes. <laughs> and we might post it to gone wild tube and I will look, I will look at it. Keith will not. <laughs> You're re really uh, encouraging people here uh, after threatening to post it on a public forum. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we get there. No, so no, yeah, we'll I never post it on a public forum, you know, okay, please. Good. That's nice of you. So yeah, uh, cookie recipes, whatever. Uh, yeah. If it's a nude, I don't promise to respond about anything else. I respond. So anyway, I'll uh, respond to the nudes. Good. That's all right. So yeah, there's no set of things that we won't respond to. So we hope you enjoyed the show and thanks for listening.